welcome to the podcast for the Violence, Abuse and Mental Health Network launch today at the Royal College of Psychiatrists in London. This is Andre from Mental Health. Uh, if you have any questions, hashtag V-A-M-H-N. I'm here with Professor Louise Howard, who's the uh, co-lead of this network with uh, Dr. Sean Oram. Hi, Louise. How are you doing? Very excited today to be launching this network. I'm, I'm doing great. How are you? Yeah, really good, thank you. So I've missed the afternoon's conference, but I've been following it on Twitter, and it's looked like a really amazing range of speakers that you've had presenting work. Um, tell, us, tell us about this network. Why are you launching this network now? Okay, so um, we're launching this network now partly because it is actually the 16 days of activism against gender-based violence, so it's a really great time to be launching this, a lot of interest. Um, We're also doing it at the College of Psychiatrists because today was also the first ever domestic violence mental health conference at the Royal College of Psychiatrists, so we had a a very multidisciplinary um, array of speakers and uh, a lot of interest, a lot of um, discussion, which I hope will carry on in the reception today. But coming on to this UKRI cross-disciplinary network on violence, abuse and mental health, um, very excited to be launching here at the college. Um, Wendy Byrne, the president, and Kate Lovett, the dean, have been very supportive of really trying to address violence and abuse more um, at the college level. Um, so it's partly as thank to say thank you to them for the college efforts. Um, but we're also very excited because this is something that's really new, this idea of a very cross-disciplinary network. And when we started to plan the original grant bid, we had a large grant planning meeting with lots of different people in the room, and it just sparked off so many ideas. We had people saying well, we need to think about why things don't ever change, so we need a historian. Somebody else talked about, you know, sometimes writing is really helpful, so we've got a lecturer in creative writing. Somebody from the the tech world talked about how we really need to be thinking ahead to smart homes. You know, we've really lost the plot with mobile phones, but we actually need to be thinking ahead to what's coming next, how that could be used by abusers, what impact that will have on mental health. So we had so many exciting ideas. And we then came up with a very ambitious aim. And um, this was the first sentence of our bid um, to the, um, the panel, which was that if only we could address the mental health problems associated with violence and abuse, we could reduce the prevalence of mental health problems by at least 25%. Now, we've come up with that figure from um, the Chief Medical Officer's report on public mental health a few years ago, where we, um, we talked about childhood and adulthood abuse, the impact that has on mental health, and the attributable fraction, so what is likely to have been causal in terms of of mental health problems. So we're being very ambitious with this um, project. We've therefore got criminologists, sociologists, psychologists, people from a whole range of backgrounds thinking differently, potentially, about how to prevent and also how to treat mental health problems associated with um, violence and abuse. And how long is this network going to go on for? How much money have you got access to? What kinds of research do you imagine you'll be funding? So um, we've got just over a million pounds, which sounds a lot, but once you've taken 
Um, it, the fact that it's over four years and there are overheads to pay the university, etc. It's not quite as much money as um, it might sound, but we've got well over £300,000 to administer small grants competitions. Um, we're going to have different work streams each year. We're going to have a measurement work stream in the first year. Then we're going to be thinking about trying to understand problems better now that we know how to measure them. And then we're going to focus on, on interventions. And we're also going to have six monthly network meetings, which will be open to anybody to come along to. At those network meetings, we're going to have some research presented, but also um, sessions where people talk about what they want to get out of the network, what potentially this could then lead on to, because we need to sustainably fund this type of large network that we're thinking about. We've already got over 200 people signed up as members from all sorts of different disciplines and also, of course, people with lived experience. And at the very start of all of our network activities, the McPin Foundation are running a survey um, which is asking people for their research priorities around violence, abuse and mental health. Um, we hope to be able to publish the results of that survey and then work with service users to think about how we take forward these, these various work streams and also potentially other ideas that we haven't yet thought of. So I guess I'm always really interested in areas where there's a complete disconnect between what I hear day in, day out from people on social media and the research that's being produced. And domestic violence and abuse seems to be that kind of area in mental health where there is so little reliable evidence coming out that seems to be answering the sorts of questions that people using mental health services are asking. Now, you know that well because this is a field that you've worked in for a while. But why do you think, it's, it's this, why do you think there's such a big disconnect in this area? Well, um, I think... At the top of the academic tree, at the research tree, there are a lot of men and not as many women, and it may be that men just haven't thought about domestic and sexual violence in the way that, that women might do. Um, research funders, I think, have not given the attention that it des deserves, and I think, that, again, that partly comes down to not taking a gendered approach to research funding and questions. So gendered risk factors are not normally thought about. Most research doesn't actually separate um, men and women in terms of their power calculations. So actually, the experiences for men and women in terms of what led to their mental health problems and also the subsequent impact actually hasn't been thought of in terms of gender differences. But of course, domestic and sexual violence are much commoner, particularly severe domestic violence and sexual violence are much more commonly experienced by women and girls. Um, and that's why we, we actually were very upfront about this in the bid and said that we felt there was a problem around not thinking about gendered risk factors, gendered measurement, um, and gendered interventions. Because often I see patients in my clinic who actually have been um, unable to access services at certain points, and mental health services have labelled them as non-engaging. Um, and that's because they weren't able to engage. It's, it's us not understanding how to help people access services and make them um, appropriate for them. A lot of people have told me about how they would, would go to talking therapies, um, see somebody for a few sessions. Nobody asks them about domestic or sexual violence. Nobody's asking about the underlying trauma. And then they're not actually, they're having a few depressive symptoms treated, but the, the underlying trauma-focused symptoms are just not being addressed. So I think there's lots of reasons in the system why that hasn't been 
um, prioritised. We need to go back to education as well. The psychiatric curriculum has been uh, modified recently. We've now got an online module for psychiatrists on the CPD online for the college um, that the college commissioned. So change is happening, but it has taken many years, I agree. It's fantastic that this is one of the eight networks that's been funded. So pleased that this is launching here at the college today. Um, yeah, good luck with the launch. Thanks a lot for talking to me. Thank you very much. Thank you.